the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You ever have this, uh, these moments, these realizations, you think about something, and then inside your head you go, oh, oh, that was decades ago, 20, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, that was decades ago. And you go, How could that be? Uh, have I am I that old? Th- that happened today, did it not? Yes, it did. Yeah, today uh, I'm looking online. Today's the 34th year, the 34th anniversary of the release of the film When Harry Met Sally. I cannot believe mm-hmm. that. This is a favorite film of yours. Uh, top ten ever. Top ten. It's not for children. No. Okay, for all of you thinking, oh, Kathy Emmons recommended this. She I'm going to sit down and walk it, watch it with my four and seven year old. No, no, no. Don't no. do that. No. You might uh, don't watch it with your twelve-year-old either. Mm-hmm. Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. Oh, right. Bruno Kirby. Yep. It's, it's a- absolute comedy gold. Okay, so decades ago. Decades. When ago. you hear that, when you hear thirty-four years, and when I I went to see that in theater mm-hmm. when you know, it came out with whom? Uh, my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Did he enjoy it? I guess, but. Yeah. He wasn't a whole lot of fun. He wasn't. Were people laughing no. in the in the theater? Yeah, of See, course. That's the beauty of the theater. Of course. You're in a room full of oh strangers. Everyone's laughing at the same thing. Does that even happen anymore? Right? I haven't been. Well, what's the last movie I saw? Oh, The Greatest Showman is the last movie I saw in the theater. Was that seven years ago? It was Probably. before COVID. That's mm-hmm. all I know. That's a while ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, decades ago to the present moment, we are happy that you are with us, the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. It's a beautiful, hot Lovely. day mm-hmm. in the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, it was a little, like when I woke up this morning, I thought, whew. Mm, it's a hot one. It's going to be a hot yeah, one. Yeah, I was driving out here with the windows down and no AC and going, <gasps> yeah, it's a hot one. I can't believe I'm so sorry. That's, That's just, it's okay. <laughs> in the five o'clock hour today, we're going to open the phone lines and uh, we're looking for some uh, feedback on an interesting topic. Yes. We're going to talk about demons. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Father Tom Soroka, who's pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church, will be with us at 510. And uh, we want to open up the phones after that and just see what's your experience with your demons. Have with you them? had that? Um, if you have, I, we absolutely do not, do not want it to be sensationalistic no. in any way, shape, or form. This is not going to be some, oh my gosh, one gross story after another. Mm-hmm. We're not interested mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. We just kind of want to be like just the facts, ma'am. To be honest, I'm a little leery of taking the lid off. Me too. Because it's a portal, right. isn't it? And I don't, I don't, I don't, but if we don't, and anything. We should recognize it. Right. Right. Anything that can be mentioned can be managed. Yes. I agree. Right. My friend Kate told me that. Anything that can be mentioned, that's good advice, can be managed. Can be managed. Wise there. So anyway, All so right. we're going to talk about that in the five o'clock hour. Um, in the four o'clock hour, more than a third of Americans are having a sleep divorce. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Has this come to your house yet? Uh, it has not come uh-huh, to our house. Uh-huh. Um, I'm familiar with the concept. The, of the sleep divorce. Oh, yes, I when am. When I had uh, vertigo mm-hmm. uh, terribly for two years, we had a sleep divorce. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just right? not, I mean, the poor guy. What well, generally, he, well, the, what could he do? I mean, right. I would say this. I mean, just, you know, the snoring that, that goes on. Oh, yeah. We don't have a snoring issue between the two you of us. You don't? No. Really? Which is, we're very fortunate That's in that very regard. Interesting. No, yeah, no snoring. Yeah. But I have to sleep sitting up. Oh, right. right. So it does kind of... Chase Funny, he didn't sleep. want to sleep on the sofa. In <laughs> right. the, uh, anyway, also um, in this hour, we'll talk about deconstruction. All right. All right. And not of a building, but of your faith instead. Thank you for all that. That's a lot to look You're forward welcome, to. You're welcome, John. Thank you. Happy help today. Right. I'll be here with you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so as always, we take a look at the news, Kath. Please, without further ado, the news. Give us the top four at four. It is Wednesday, mm. July 12th. Feels like it. 2020. Does it feel like Wednesday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It does. Although I was a little disappointed it wasn't Thursday. <laughs> the owners of the South Sides Carson City Saloon have announced their decision to temporarily close the popular Pittsburgh bar because of... Chaos. Chaos. Absolute chaos. They say that their uh, decision has been mounting for two years. Uh, this is a quote from today's trip. No, last night's trip. Uh, my staff is scared to death every time they come to work. So am I, he said. My wife is terrified for me when I leave the house. That's a quote from By- Brian Vettier, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's the best guess I have at how to pronounce his last He's name. He's the owner of the saloon? Co-owner. Mm-hmm. There have been meetings about the ongoing violence in the neighborhood, meetings with the mayor's office, city council, police officials. Vettier estimates he's been to 50 meetings about this in two years and nothing has changed. Oh my gosh. His decision comes after weekend violence near the bar. Around 1 a.m., police found a man with a gunshot wound near the intersection of South 13th and East Carson, which is an intersection I know well. Uh, the man later died, police said. Vatier said the shooting occurred a block away from the Carson City Saloon, and he said there have been countless other fights and other shootings. Quote, until the city figures something out or puts in a curfew for underage kids, I cannot continue to operate. There are young kids out here on the streets, under 21, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and it's the wild, wild West. Heaven help us. Mayor Ed Ganey's office referred questions about the closing to public safety spokeswoman Kara Cruz. Thank you. Push it down the road. Honestly, how, what? It's chaos. Uh, who would want to go to the South Side? Number two. I've got a weird animal story for you. At number two? Yes. Hold on. Yeah. Usually it's, it's like a bonus. There, I, there's, it's not a bonus today. Did you know, John, that there are only three or four days per year in which a giant female panda can be impregnated? <laughs> uh, no, that slipped uh, between Lex, the cracks. Lex, you know that? Didn't know that. Did not. No, nope, mm-hmm. that's okay. why you come to the ride home. All right, bring it. Anyway, that's the truth. Uh, so we have outstanding news that at an amusement park outside South Korea's capital, they have welcomed twins. Oh. Albayo, a an adult female panda, gave birth to two giant pandas mm-hmm. that are so tiny, you cannot believe how tiny they are. One is five ounces and one is six ounces. Tiny giant pandas. Tiny. I mean, it's oxymoronic, yeah. isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes. Five and six ounces. Five ounces. You cannot believe how big the mom is and how tiny the babies are. That's fascinating. Yeah. So uh, anyway, giant pandas are endangered. So this is absolutely terrific news. The mom and her partner came to the park in 2016 on a 15-year lease from China. Everyone is super excited Mm. about the babies. The mom's on a lease. Yeah. That's because they all belong to China. Oh, sure. And they kind of lease them out to all other countries.
They call it panda diplomacy. Did you know that? I did not. See, that's why you listen. Number three. Nominations for the 75th Annual Emmy Awards were unveiled this morning, and HBO tied a record set by NBC back in 1992 with four series. Critically acclaimed fan favorite Succession, The White Lotus, along with the video game adaptation The Last of Us, and House of Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, in the running for Outstanding Drama. Saw none of them. Succession, which also led the pack of nominees in 2022, dominated again with 27 nominations in total. I believe like they have three from the same show who are competing for best actor. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's really well, Congratulations to that. Yeah, so Must we'll be some fine we'll, work. we'll talk about that uh, as the show goes on. And number 4, mm-hmm, while I get mm-hmm. to the right page, do you see I'm trying to get to the right page? I do, yeah. Uh- Last night at the All-Star game, the Pirates show again what they do best, trade away a mediocre player so they can become amazing somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that is your top 4 at 4. Right. Elias Diaz, who was here for, I think, three seasons. He was unconditionally released. Yep. Uh, Out of baseball. Last night, he was the MVP of the All-Star Game. He's a catcher for the Colorado Rockies Mm -hmm. these days. Uh, Two-run homer off of Baltimore's Felix Bautista in the eighth inning for a 3-2 lead. And that's so sad again. That's just how it works here. Isn't that sad again? So Mitch Keller pitched for an inning. Gave up a home run. Bednar didn't get in. No, he did not. It looked like the National League was going to lose the game with the reliever from Philadelphia. Uh, Yeah, Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, could have used some Bednar in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so how about that? All right, let's go Bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, second half of the season gets underway Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. You want to go? Is it home? Yeah, it is home. Okay, great. Yeah. I think I would like to go. All right, I'd like to go too. Great. Always. Okay, what's up next here? Coming up Surrogacy. next, surrogacy. Is that a good thing? 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. God is the superintendent of the whole universe, and if he chooses to use Satan in the accomplishment of his purposes, even of judgment, don't be surprised. He used donkeys to do that. He can surely use Satan. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, The Tender Warrior, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JND Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JND Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1 800 Very Dry. JD Waterproofing. 1 800 Very Dry. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50 year old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. 
Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800 800-333- 1750 800 or biglou.com. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue downtown. This year, we're celebrating 250 years of God's faithfulness, making us the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business. God was working here before the nation was founded. Join us for worship in the majesty of our grand sanctuary, Sunday mornings at 1045. God's not done with this great old church. God's not done with you either. Surrogacy. Mm -hmm. This is a fairly common practice. It has become, I don't know, did you say it's common? I would say it's... It's not unusual now. Is that uh, mainstream? A lot of Hollywood celebrities Mm -hmm. we have heard about for the last decade or so uh, having children through surrogacy because perhaps you know mom has had a big career and is now too old to have her own kids, and so they find a surrogate, something like that. Is it the renting of a womb? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Fair to say that. Dr. Charles Camosi is with us. He's never been introduced like that before. <laughs> yeah, he's the um, doctor uh, of uh, medical humanities at the Creighton University School of Medicine, author of seven books. His latest is called Bioethics for Nurses, A Christian Moral Vision. And Charlie, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Great to be with you, despite that introduction. For sure. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. My, my apologies. <laughs> uh, Charlie, um, I've always thought that adoption was close to the heart of God. Because we're adopted. Um, Romans tells mm-hmm. us that we have been grafted in, uh, that uh, the Jewish people are God's children, and us Gentiles have been welcomed into the family as adopted kids. Um, you're an adoptive dad yourself, so I know adoption means everything to you. Yeah, actually, I was just talking about this right before the interview with uh, another friend of mine. It's amazing how adoption is at the heart of not only Christian theology, but Christian practice. From the very beginning of the church, uh, Christians, the early Christians, were known, actually, for going out to the places where the um, the pagan Greeks and Romans would actually abandon some of their disabled children, or even their female children, if they didn't want them, and adopting them and welcoming them into their homes. It's, no, it's not hard to imagine why that's the case, not just because of respect for human life, but because Christians understand better than, as you just said, almost anyone, like, our families, we are brothers and sisters in Christ, yep. literal brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Surrogacy, though, uh, Charlie, it's a, a different aspect of adoption. Um, can you talk about that, the the bioethics of that? Yeah, let me preface what I'm going to say by saying something more personal about our, our own lives. My wife and I experience um, 
we were going to adopt either way. In fact, you know, I was probably moving too fast and we were dating. I said, do you want to be an adoptive parent someday? Like a second date? That was kind of a weird thing to ask. But, um, <laughs> she was like, wait a minute, you crazy. Wait, this, is, this, is going, this is going too fast. Right. I just want to have the hummus. Back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you're in your mid, when you're in your mid thirties, you know, you're just like, let's, you know, let's yeah. figure this out. Right? This is going to work or not. But, um, but, uh, I mean, we, we definitely wanted to adopt no matter what, but it turns out we we thought we were infertile as well. And um, as you may know, as you definitely know, we uh, we once after we adopted uh, three older children from the Philippines, we suddenly got pregnant and somebody used to do a double blind study about the number of couples that that's happened to. I don't know exactly how that works, but um, so we were gifted uh, multiple children multiple ways. But what we did feel for, for, for some time was the pain of infertility, right? This is not um, something to just kind of dismiss or say, well, you know, who cares? I mean, this, this is a really profound pain felt by so many different kinds of people. So w- when I have a critique of surrogacy, I want to acknowledge that and say there are a lot of people, especially in our current culture, which which is it fair to say structurally coerces people to, to wait until later in life to have children, in which case, you know, it doesn't always work out for them in a particular way. We were in that situation too, right? We waited till our mid thirties, uh, as I just mentioned. So, so all that said, you know, it, it, no one has a right to a child, right? A child is a gift. A child is um, a gift from God. And when you have gifts, from God or from anyone else, it's not part of a marketplace. You don't get to go out and buy your own gift, right? A gift is something that is unearned. It's not purchased. It is given to you. And some people get those gifts and other people, unfortunately, do not get those gifts or get other kinds of gifts or get other kinds of opportunities. And what the whole surrogacy system has revealed is not only are the children um, sort of purchased or like part of a marketplace, but the mothers themselves, the surrogate mothers themselves are part of this. And it's all very often, surprise, surprise, the most vulnerable women who are part of that, who are most coerced into that, right? And there's even whole industries that have sprung up in the developed world saying, you know, go take your go take your vacation to India or some other place where you can get the cheap um, the cheap process by which this is done. And boy, oh boy, that's just not at all consistent with the idea that children are gifts not to be purchased in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, Charlie, it's become a, a fairly common thing. Um, and you see the rise of this, of course, uh, with LGBTQ couples, right? Two men who want to get married and have a family, they would rent someone's womb, essentially, and, you know, kind of make it specific. This is what I would like. I would like to have twins or I'd like to have a blonde haired child or whatnot. And it's kind of like a menu you go down. It's not unlike a menu, um, which is part of what, you know, a kind of marketplace or capitalist understanding of what this would mean has, you know, that's the logic behind it, right? If I, if this is something for me to buy, if I have to spend money in the marketplace for this, well, I'm going to want quality control over the product I'm buying, right? And again, right. Like, the logic of the gift is no longer there. It's a very, very different kind of logic. And so, of course, right, if, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, especially the kind of money that this often costs people, my goodness, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars in many cases. Some people take out second mortgages on their home, right? And so the, the logic is just uh, what it is. But but the, fo- the foundational mistake, of course, is thinking that it belongs in the marketplace at all. But this is, this is a real, this is part of the problem, I think, in a post-Christian context. Like, how do you tell a culture, how do you explain to a culture that no longer has the foundational Christian 
understanding of of children being gifts from God, to to understand that that's what they are, right? Uh, there's no other. I mean, people say we have to have a neutral marketplace, a neutral kind of public space. There is no such thing. Like there's values everywhere. There's no there's no escaping human value in and how we talk about these things. And the current values in place come from a market. They come from a capitalist understanding. And so of course we have quality control that people want. Yes. So then, is there? Uh, in the general marketplace, there is no ethical concern. But within the world that we live in, from a Christian perspective, of course, there are concerns. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, one of the one of the important things about being a parent of a child is the kind of unconditional love that you have for a child that just shows up in your life, right? <laughs> that you don't that you don't choose. It's not something that you again have a right to or have a you know a right to purchase in the marketplace. And so that's the kind of love that parents have had for their children for so long has been that kind of unconditional love. But you have to wonder now, right? <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, right? If I if I purchased this child on the marketplace in such a way, like, I mean, some of the things that happen, guys, is really horrible. I mean, for instance, these uh, women at um, Ivy League institutions get bombarded with advertisements, right, to sell their eggs to be part of this context and and why because people want to buy eggs from an ivy league woman because they hope their child is smart oh my gosh (laughs) uh guess guess what also increases the price of your eggs did you get a varsity letter when you were in high school oh that increases the price you can offer your eggs you can even include your picture and and get an get higher uh, rates for your eggs because they might that's so wacky charlie yeah this is the logic of the market. This is the logic of the marketplace. And it's the anti-gift, right? It's the anti sort of like, okay, like my child is my child. They are who they are. And I love them regardless because it's a gift from God. She or he is a gift from God. But but once you once you lose that, and quite frankly, this is something that puzzles me as a, you know, a Christian moral theologian, bioethicist trying to talk to the broader culture. Is, is that the only, is, is it being a person of faith that allows us to talk about this? This way, and if we abandon it, is there another way to help the culture understand that this is not appropriate? I I don't know if, it, if there is. Yeah, well, Charlie, people would say who are listening right now saying, "Well, how dare you? I want what I want. If I can do this, I can afford it. And if I want a child, that's my business. It's not yours. So butt out of it." That's that's our you know liberal capital L culture, right? Our democratic culture that tries again. We don't want to fight the wars of religion again. It was a pretty horrible thing. We try, you know, we have a liberal neutral framework when it comes to um, religion for a reason. <laughs> um, and, that, and so we try to say different strokes, different folks, you do you, I'll do me. We'll stay out of each other's way. But that works only so far, right? Mm-hmm. It only works when, you know, the other person involved or the other entities involved don't see this horrible injustice taking place where they feel like they have to step in and say, well, no, 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 different strokes, different folks, sure, up to a point, but if there's slavery, we got to step in and say, oh, I, I will not allow you to own a slave, or I will not allow you to traffic children for, for sex, or I will not allow you in certain cases to, you know, use something called PGD, pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, and lay out all the embryos that you could implant and pick the ones that you think are going to best um, fit with your menu for what you think you want as a future child, and then throw the other ones away, right? Or or kill them via some kind of research or keep them in frozen storage for, 
you know, all eternity or however long you can keep the lights on in the in the uh, clinic or something. So, so, so yeah. When there's a and then we and we just talked about the exploitation of women, right? The, the, the via surrogacy. I mean, th- one of the things I've been so struck by in recent years is my friend Dr. Kristen Collier, who's at University of Michigan Medical School. She wrote this amazing article on how women and and Kathy, you know this from firsthand experience, right? And so many women know this from firsthand experience. But as a man, it just boggles my mind the kind of relationships that women have with their the children that are inside their bodies, right? The mm-hmm. kind of even cellular interaction that the exchanging of cells that takes place, mm-hmm. like is just astonishing, right? Like, uh, and, and to ha- I, I can't imagine what it's like for a surrogate mother to, to have that ultimate, ultimate, ultimate intimate relationship with somebody, this baby, and then to have it be like a transaction again, it is a transaction in marketplace. You give me money. I give you the yeah. baby that was inside me for nine months. Now, yeah, Absolutely. I, I was just telling John um, to kind of give an alternate perspective is that I have a friend who um, decided to be a surrogate for a couple who was not able to have children on their own. And she felt like this was something that God told her to do. She's had children. And she's had, she's had children of her own. And she had, you know, she was healthy. And she said, I want to do this for them. She did it for no cost whatsoever. It was her gift to them, which is incredible. It's, inc- I mean, to think of like a pregnancy to me was a really big deal <laughs> and it was yeah. very hard. And she did that as uh, it's one yes. of the most unselfish things I've ever heard of in my whole life. Um, but of course, I. but that's not the majority of cases, but it is a case. Um, so mm-hmm. for, for people who so desperately want their own child, that was just, that was to say that that was an answer to prayer is like an understatement. Um, so like anything, it's just really complicated. I, I wish we could talk about this longer. Our time's up, Charlie, but maybe next time when you come back, we can talk about if there are any regulations about um, surrogacy. surrogacy or adoption or anything like or any of those related issues in other countries versus the U.S. Are there gatekeepers? Yeah, are there gatekeepers? Um, so let's kind of put that on uh, on the back burner for next time. All right. That sounds good. Good to talk to you, Charlie. Always, always. good, Charlie. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Dr. Charles Camosi, uh, he's the author of multiple books. His latest is called Bioethics for Nurses, A Christian Moral Vision. You can find Charlie on social media, Dr. Charles Camosi. I sat through probably my 40th Memorial Day parade recently, but on this particular day, I was kind of being a negative Nelly. It was scorching hot. There were a zillion people fighting for the same four parking spots. And no disrespect, but there were a lot of clowns. See? Negative Nelly. But as I sat there all embarrassing-like, I was hit smack upside the head with a big dose of perspective. As our veterans marched by, and as thousands of people stood to our feet and gave the incredible men and women the thank you they deserve. And reminded me, I've got nothing to be negative or Nelly about. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And veterans, you should know that the government offers you some significant advantages on new home purchases and cash-out refinances. Things like 0% down on purchases, no PMI, and the ability to cash out a higher percentage of equity than most. If you're curious, it would truly be our honor to try to help at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. 
always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-ROOTER2 today. Just because time marches on doesn't mean your skin has to. Chill to Perfection in Oakmont helps you turn back the clock with Smooth Glow, the revolutionary age-defying non-surgical solution to sagging skin, sunspots, and fine lines. You'll see immediate, long-lasting improvements in as little as one 45-minute treatment. Get the celebrity sought-after look without injectables. Defy your age at Chilled to Perfection, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com. It's Trinity Jewelers' sixth annual half-off, half-the-store sale. It only happens once a year. Come to Trinity Jewelers on Mount Nebo Road this Thursday through July 18th and get half-off, half-the-store. 50% of all their jewelry will be going for 50% off. Don't miss out. Shop early for the best selection. Trinity Jewelers' half-off, half-the-store sale at Trinity Jewelers' Mount Nebo Road. Celebrate. 23 years at their schoolhouse location ends Tuesday, July 18th. Visit trinityjewelers.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the morning, followed by a couple of heavy afternoon thunderstorms. Those storms could bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts, the high 84. Partly sunny Friday and humid with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Friday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. It was about seven years ago that I woke up one morning on a, on a trip and I was so dizzy that I couldn't, I, I didn't know what was going on. I was in a deep sleep. My alarm went off. I sat up like you would and I, everything was spinning. That started a uh, kind of a two year journey, kind of like long day's journey into night uh, where I just, I had chronic vertigo. I would have it and then I would recover and then I would you know, sleep again flat. Part of the recovery from uh, a vertigo thing is that you don't sleep lying down. You sleep slightly inclined. inclined. Mm -hmm. So I would recover and then I would lay down again and it would happen again. Anyway, this went on for two years until physicians were able to determine exactly what was wrong with my head or more importantly, uh, the crystals inside my ear. But all that to say, I couldn't sleep in my bed Mm. for almost two years. You slept where? On the sofa. In the living room. Right. So I had, we had a sofa that had an had arms that were in a, a very nice spot kind of for sleeping so that you could, because I couldn't be, I couldn't lay down very much. So I really needed something that was almost upright, but not completely upright. Sure. Anyway, the, the, uh, 
arm of the sofa was the perfect height for me. And so during that time, we saved up money so I could buy one of those special beds. The numbers bed. The num- It's not a numbers bed. It's a bed that has a, um, you can incline the head and the feet. Oh, it's like a hospital bed. Yes. Uh-huh. Wait, so you abandoned the marital it's not, bed. It's not, here's the thing. It's not a hospital bed um, because it, it it's slightly different, but... The good old original mattress factory in Pittsburgh makes Excellent. them and they're outstanding. But uh, two years of what experts are calling a sleep divorce. Mm-hmm. So news comes today from CBS that the practice of sleeping separately um, helps you to fall asleep and stay asleep without disruption, such as snoring, mm-hmm. stolen covers or early alarms. Yep. So this sleep divorce means that you sleep in another room from your spouse and this is afflicting or affecting or whatever one third of Americans. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. So uh, I, I don't mean to invade your personal yeah. space, John, but have you experienced I such have. a sleep divorce? I've done this. Have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you want to explain why? Yeah, because I'm apparently I keep my wife up at night, right? Lex, can you believe it? I mean, I, I'm snoring, I'm twisting, I'm turning. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're driving me crazy. You just, you drive me nuts." So I'll abandon the marital bed and walk across the hall. So you're the problem, and so you you have to leave. I've left. I've left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people have their partner that's the problem, and then they just leave. Oh, Man, I, get to, I, I, mean, I don't know if it matters. I figured, you know, it's my problem. I get a, you know, I get to figure it out or not. Right. I, well, here's what Seema Kosla says, who's interviewed by CBS. Yeah. This might be applicable to your situation. Quote. There may be some resentment toward the person causing the sleep disruption, yeah. which can negatively impact the relationship. I, I, there was a lot of resentment coming my way. After, I'd wake up in the morning feeling pretty good, and she'd be unhappy with me. Uh-huh. I'm like, what happened during the middle of the night? That's, I don't know. that's sad. Now, it looks like 43% of millennials engage in sleep divorce. 43%? 33% of Gen Xers. What? 28% of Gen Zers. And 22% of baby boomers. What? So sleep divorce is more popular the younger you are. I would think it'd be the opposite. Me too. Because, you know, as you get older, you're, you're more inclined to me snore too, me and too, be me disruptive. Too. Nope. Well, that's interesting. Nope. That's not what it says, John. Huh. I don't know. It's a new way of thinking so, about things. All I can tell you is that, like, for example, I was on vacation last week, yeah. slept in a wonderful place in a truly wretched bed. Mm. And... I have. I'm so excited to come back to my bed. Of course you are. I mean, I just. I got in it and I thought this. It's home. Everything good about the world right here in my little bed. It's the most beautiful place. My tiny little bed for Mm -hmm. Kathleen. All right, sleep divorce. We're gonna be moving on to oh, deconstruction. Well, maybe we'll talk about deconstructing the marital bed. That's next. (laughs) 101.5 WORD. The wedding you've been waiting for. Whose will it be on the next Adventures in Odyssey? Will it be Quid and Margaret Fay or Jack and Joanne? How about Eugene and Katrina? The way things are going around Odyssey, it could be anyone. No one will say for whom the wedding bells toll, but you'll find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. This is John Hall with a special message from our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. We can all agree that every child in our community should have access to nutritious meals. When school is out, many kids lose their most reliable source of healthy food. It's a heartbreaking reality, but together we can make a difference for nearly 60,000 kids in southwestern Pennsylvania who go to bed worried about where their next meal is coming from. The Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank's child nutrition programs provide essential summer meals, 
after school snacks and educational resources to thousands of students across Allegheny County, helping them reach their full potential. But they can't do it without your help. Right now, just $1 can provide three nutritious meals that make an immediate impact on a child's life. Together, we can fight childhood hunger and build a healthier, happier community. To learn more and to donate, just go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. That's pittsburghfoodbank.org. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Plan now to join Word FM Friday, August 18th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride home's John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinner cruise. I kept on seeing this phrase pop up uh, maybe about a year and a half or so ago. People who are in some sort of prominent circles. Christian were, circles. Yes. We're saying, I'm deconstructing my faith. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that all mean? Well, Pastor Doug Burse is with us. He's a writer, a podcaster, and author of a book that we love called Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug, friend, welcome back. Oh, well, so good to be back on the John and Kathy show. And John, I heard you've been sick for a while. I have uh, been, All the yeah. best to you. You feeling better now? Thank you. I'm on the, I'm on the mend, Doug. I am. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. And Kathy, I was a little upset you didn't have me guest host while John was gone, because I, too, can give incorrect opinions. Will you join us on the cruise? You know, yeah, we'd, we'd like you to join us on our cruise. Okay. Um, I was on vacation also, Doug, mm. so I think that's how that figured uh, in. Right. But you're welcome. You go. Are you also disappointed? that I'd invite you and your wife on our vacation. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, although every single person who went on vacation went to Yellowstone with our family, I think. Okay, oh, good. Eight billion people there, so we all saw the guys here, but it was fun. Right. Yeah, John, you mentioned deconstruction. Is that the word, the magical word? That's the magical yes, word. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, and I wanted to, for your listeners, like I, I'm not belittling that word at all. It's a very good way for someone to describe that they're not just kind of struggling with their faith or they have questions. But there's been a collapse. What what they think is certain, what's true, their theological construct, it's all just kind of collapsing around them. And often it's because of maybe a betrayal, a church, a pastor, you know, something happens they never thought would happen. And so people are using this term. And I think I wouldn't tell anyone what term they should use. I just want to talk about some of the weaknesses with that term deconstruction. And the biggest one is the concept that faith is a building that we can just kind of 
fix in a way and it's just certain. You know, the concept mm-hmm. is I had this old building, it didn't work, it collapsed. And so now I have this certain building. And some people might be saying, well, you know, Jesus said we're supposed to build our houses on the rock. That's a building issue. But the issue isn't as much about the house as it is the foundation. Mm-hmm. And the foundation is relational. And so this is what I wanted to challenge uh, your listeners with. So often we try to, you know, what's the right belief, the right theology, the right theological construct? Uh, those are important But if we're not looking at the relational foundations, none of that stuff matters. And that's been my struggle with some of this talk on deconstruction, because it puts a lot of pressure on people trying to build the perfect house, the perfect faith. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. I I actually have thought about deconstruction for a long time, not for myself, but, um, well, I mean, I guess let's just say that the the way that uh we currently think about deconstruction i haven't thought of for myself which is someone who has a prominent christian position goes on social media usually in a field and discusses how they have you know decided to jettison the things that you know were uh building blocks of their faith so at first i thought well this is another one of those social media fads um and it's uh, another thing where it's kind of like a i kind of like um I am going to acquire capital through social media capital through describing the difficulties of my personal life. Um, Mm -hmm. However, in the last year and a half, um, I've been thinking about it. And I think maybe all those things I said I do believe are true because I've seen them repeat over and over again in social media. But I think that probably the process that we call sanctification is a lot of constructing and deconstructing continuously. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. I, I probably have been introduced to it more from people who've been abused by the church, okay. uh, church to ex-evangelicals. Uh, it, it, obviously, it's done in a popular culture concept. But I, I, the thing that I just get at is that, you know, we're born into a system. We're born into a culture. And I actually think the world is changing so much. We used to talk about um, generational shifts, right? I think almost we need to have generational shifts within our own life uh, because so much is happening, so much awareness of what's happening that some people come to this place where they had a really fixed concept of this is what Christianity is and this is what my faith looks like or even what people are like. And then something comes and it really does affect you. A pastor who's duplicitous, uh, the church who begins to care more about political expediency than the righteousness of Christ, you know, those sorts of things. And then everything is shaken. And I think a healthy faith continually allows for our lives, frankly, to deconstruct and construct. My struggle has been the belief that you can somehow get it perfect. The, The older I get, the more I realize, the less I know. The more I realize whatever I say strongly and passionately, I need to do it with humility because I'm this very small human being in the face of a tremendously large God. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem I see with a lot of people rallying like this is what you need to believe and this is who you are. I have strong convictions and strong faith, but my faith is rooted in this, that Jesus Christ is with me. Mm -hmm. He is my righteousness, my truth, my all, and I don't understand everything. And when it all comes down to it, he is the one who will lead me. He is the one who allow me to stand before the Father. And so I need to be very careful with all my thus saith the Lord statements. And so that's the issue to me with deconstruction is the the myth that you can somehow suddenly build something new. And what people are doing is sometimes they're building something just as bad 
It's the building that they tore down. Yeah. Okay. So, Doug, then, is deconstruction uh, of your faith not so much a questioning of your faith, but an essential abandonment of your faith and something else takes its place? I think it's a willingness to say, is any of this true? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's a good thing. If if someone's nervous by that, they're like, oh, I don't, you know, God has to be real. And if God isn't real, I don't want to fortify Christianity by manipulating or pressuring people to believe. I believe God is real. So I think all of us have come to that moment. Let's say, you know, a tragedy happens, a child dies, a friend dies, you know, things that you never thought would happen. We all come before the Lord and go, what is this about? How do you really interact with me? Uh, What is existence? That's not a bad dialogue to have. I think some people are afraid to have that dialogue, and they'd rather just insulate themselves within communities of shared belief. And I think we even saw that with COVID. Some people were so afraid they had to meet with their group, and they had to meet in their church, and they had to, because their faith had much more to do with the rituals than it did with the resurrected presence of Jesus Christ. So for me, though, like, I just want to challenge one person. If, if you're like, well, I'm changing everything I believe, well, that's fine. But make sure you don't just change your ideology. Make sure you also let God work on your spirit. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people who they were legalistic and mean and angry as far right people, and now they're legalistic and mean and angry as far left people. And they really haven't allowed the foundation, which is Jesus Christ, to help them when it comes to building whatever faith they're trying to build. Man, that is so well said. I can't. I, John and I are looking at each other because we, we have seen that. We have seen that over and over again. And so basically, you're just exchanging one idol for another idol uh, when you are switching, you know, sides. Uh, But you still have this, I don't know, this build in, I don't know, build in righteousness that is just so detrimental to everyone around you. Um, We're talking to Doug Birch, and uh, Doug is the author of a book on social media that uh, we've talked about for a long time called Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Um, So when we talk about uh, deconstruction, again, I think it's hard to separate the social media piece from it because so many well-known Christians, uh, I'm using putting that in air quotes, uh, have deconstructed. Proudly trumpeted. Yes, in a public sense. Mm. So can you talk about that versus maybe the average Joe who decides he wants to reassess things? Well, it's interesting. This might be where you guys are. You know, I spent five years in radio and I'm just not experiencing what you're talking about. I've seen people who change, but I think this is one of the struggles with anything is just continually broaden our perspective. Uh, I, 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 to me, the issue is it's a word used to describe what's been happening through centuries. Hmm. Uh, eventually, faith has to be faith. If faith is an equation, if I do this, God does this, and if I, you know, pray this, God does that. Eventually, that collapses. And if you walked with Christ long enough, you're going to find yourself in a place where all your systems and plans and procedures break down. And uh, that's a part of faith, right? And yeah. when do you find God? In the times when nothing else seems to work, right? When there's just, I, it's just you and God in a lonely field and you cry out. That's where faith grows. And so I don't think it's necessarily new. So I want to honor when someone is going through mm-hmm. that lapse because God is real and God can be found. Here's an image that I'd like to give people maybe different than deconstruction or to go along with it. For me, this is my faith. Uh, Christ hung on the cross for the sins done against me and the sins I'd done against others, both the sins against me and what I've done against others. Uh, When I'm beat up by this world, when I'm angry and frustrated, overwhelmed and confused, 
I go and I climb up on the cross and I hold on to my crucified Savior. The Savior is strong enough to hold us. And I want to encourage anyone who's bitter, angry, frustrated, that there's a relationship that Christ has brought us into that we can access when we're in the lowest place or, or when we're on the highest mountain. And I, I want you to see that image, that you can crawl up on the cross and he's there not just to carry himself, but to carry you. And he'll carry you into this new season as you try to figure out what's what and build your house the best way you can. Mm. That's beautiful. That's really good. Really appreciate your perspective on that. You should hang out more on social media. You'd see a lot of things that would really hack you off. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Love you. Love you too, Doug. Take care. Doug Bursch. You can find him on Twitter, Facebook. Posting Peace is his book, Why Social Media Divides Us. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. right, call doing it right. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724 New Roof. 
saw an article about a, an abbey uh, where monks gather, St. Bernard Abbey, which is uh, Britain's uh, only Trappist beer abbey. Now, this is an odd story. Uh, it's a beautiful story as well, because it tells the story of this Trappist monks, this congregation of monks that have been active for more than a thousand years. And um, it's set outside this town called Colville in the lush countryside of East Central England. And so for years, this abbey was able to support itself by uh, producing milk. However, um, any number of things happened. The cows had problems. It it fell on hard times. So someone came up with the idea. uh, We're monks it's in our tradition to produce beer. It's part of our lineage. There's, there's books uh, in the part of the Abbey's library that mm-hmm. says, this is what we've done 500 years ago. So let's try this again. So they recently, in the past 10 years, started this reintroduction of ale, English ale. It's one of the only few um, abbeys in England that produces it. There are none here in the United States, wow. monasteries that produce uh, ale. So they've been producing this, very small batches, maybe uh, per year, 70,000 bottles. What's interesting to me about this whole story is that the monks themselves don't have a master brewer. So they had to go out to the community and ask for master brewers' helps. And so in this article, uh, the headline is, at this brewery, blessings are as important as barley and hops. Now, this is England. The larger population are not Christians. Mm. But to a person in this article who are either volunteers or full-time employees of this brewery, they say the production of this beer starts with every day a prayer. And if the prayer doesn't happen, things are likely to go wrong. And they say, I don't understand the nature and power of this prayer, but I know it's important and it's become important to me. So people who are involved in the brewing process are saying this? Yes. Huh. That prayer, used as a blessing over beer, somehow is important to people who have no relationship to Jesus. Right. Now, say what you will about, about the, the production of alcohol. Right, right. That's a whole people other conversation, and I get that. that. Right. But the idea of people gathering to do a day's work, and you start your day's work with prayer, yeah. is important. And what about, okay, so that's one thing I think is important about yeah. the story. What about the... The uh, usefulness of Christians asking people outside the church for help. Mm -hmm. Their expertise. We don't do that very much, if you think about it. Well, okay. So so we're in the church. Okay, so we need someone to... Do X. Uh, we l- let's find so- let's find somebody in the church who can rewire the sanctuary or a roof. Right. Maybe we find somebody from the church who can do the roof or whatever. Right. What about the viability of opening our circle a little and saying, you know what, let's get somebody really good, right. who's skilled in their uh, field to work on our stained glass or to put a new floor in. Yeah. Or to put in a new kitchen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, see, I like that idea. I like that better than the closed circle I know a guy of who's I know, a brother in Christ. and we only use Christians. And he at, does pretty good work, right? But he is a Christian, right? I think. Well, first of all, we that's probably. 
I feel like we could do better than that as far as our standards for each other. But secondly, why why aren't we partnering with people who are outside the church and getting to know people that are different than us? I, I think people do do that. Okay, so my church recently went uh, underwent, you know, they put a new roof on or fixed their roof. Okay. They, what do they do? They clean the outside, you know, the Pittsburgh sooty bricks. Like the sandstone, right. kind of like the power wash yeah. type of thing? No, I, I don't believe that the people that they hired, I, I don't know. I don't think they necessarily chose those people because they were believers. Yeah, well, I'd, I, It's a big process. I'd be interested to find out what the relationship then was between the church and those people. Right. Because that's, to me, the exciting part. Yeah, of course. It's, what kind of relationships are we developing with people who aren't, in, who, who aren't just inside the church? And how do you engage yeah. with the yeah. outside world? Yeah, because it's important we do, right? Yeah, we I mean, if we're just talking to each other. What's the point of that? We shouldn't yeah, necessarily try to be so clubby. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey code Eric with SRN News I'm John Scott on Capitol Hill testifying before the House Judiciary Committee FBI Director Chris Ray says the bureau helps protect against a staggering array of threats facing America the work the men and women of the FBI do to protect the American people goes way beyond the one or two investigations that seem to capture all the headlines. But Republicans are harshly critical of the Bureau. Committee Chairman Jim Jordan says the FBI and Justice Department have weaponized the legal system to target conservatives. American speech is censored. Parents are called terrorists. Catholics are called radicals. And I haven't even talked about the spying that took place of a presidential campaign or the raiding of a former president's home. Some Republicans threatening to defund some FBI operations. America's household have gained some much-needed relief with inflation. Only 3% in June compared with a year earlier. This is SRN News. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, I've become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000-800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses in nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. 
I promise you I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text Ron to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, Ron to 99799. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Plan now to join Word FM Friday, August 18th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the morning, followed by a couple of heavy afternoon thunderstorms. Those storms can bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts, the high 84. Partly sunny Friday and humid with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Friday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. What makes a physical space holy? Mm. Have you had that experience? Does anything make a physical space holy? Yeah. Have you been to holy spaces? Yeah, I have. Can you describe that? Mm -hmm. Your feelings of being in the presence of a holy space? Yeah. I'm in Amsterdam, okay, and I'm with a, uh, I'm probably with 10 other people who I know. Not well, but I know them. They're friends. Traveling companions. Some of them might even be listening right now. So I'm in Amsterdam, and uh, we are uh, across this very small street, very small. It was like a pedestrian walkway, more like it. It wasn't a street where cars would go down or bikes. Uh, at a uh, a prominent Protestant church where uh, a lot of the pilgrims who ended up going, coming ultimately to America started. So it's a church of some renown. And after we had spent some time in there, a friend, the, one of the friends I was traveling with said, there's a door. This is going to sound really weird. There's a door in the building across the street. Go through it and tell me what you think. <laughs> what? Now, of course, this is somebody I know. So yeah. I know that it's no, not it's going to lead me thing. into a dungeon or something. Right. So sure enough. What? You left this church. So I leave this little church and I walk across this small pedestrian walkway and there is a door. A little door? It's, or... It has, it's, it's a door. It's a, obviously a doorway. It's not just a door with a handle on it. Mm. It's a doorway, but there's something in Dutch on the plate. And I don't read Dutch. 
So I didn't know what it was. And uh, but it was obviously a doorway. It was I mean, it was a it was a place. It wasn't like some random person's house. So I walk in. And it is this tiny little chapel. It's maybe 12 pews. Both sides, center aisle. At the front, Jesus on a crucifix. It's old. It looks to me like 19th century, maybe early 19th century. Clearly Catholic, Roman Catholic. Lit how? Candlelight only. Mm -hmm. Did it smell? Yes. Incense heavy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Light, little red lights in the front of the church and in the back. Mm -hmm. Maybe six people inside. Praying. Sitting. No No sound. Kneeling. A sign up that says uh, photography or video prohibited. So, I mean, I was so stunned because, of course, I didn't know what to expect. And it was so silent. And the thoroughfare I just came from was so loud. And so I walked in and I sat down in a pew. And I was arrested by the holiness of the space. You felt the holiness. Yes, I did. I've never forgotten it. I'm not Catholic. I'm not Dutch. I didn't go there because I knew, thought it was a church. I was just struck by it. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed there for some indeterminate amount of time. And I came out and the person who told me to go in was waiting for me. And she said, what did you think? And I said, I think there's something holy in there. And she said, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Now, she was a believer. So that's to that something was going on there. Holiness. Holiness as a physical property. Yes, as almost a, a space. palpable thing. Yeah. 100%. I believe this and I believe that there are holy places in every city and town mm-hmm. virtually. It, Have you ever experienced that? Oh, yeah, many, many Okay, times. like what? Give me an instance. Well, I'll, instance. I'll tell you of a physical place that's holy to me, which is my childhood church. Hmm. I spent countless, countless hours in that church on my knees praying with children my age, with members of the clergy, um, family members were married there, family members had funeral processions there but there is something deeply intimate about that church it's like coming home into the arms of god there is something deep and quiet and beautiful it's only can be described as holy and i don't and i'm sure because of my history with the place but it's more important what goes on there Mm-hmm. What I did there and what other thousands and thousands of people over, I'm sure, a hundred years or more also do there, like that chapel. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder about what makes a place holy or on the flip side, what would make a place evil? Do physical places know. absorb all that? Like, you know, Is there anything in the scriptures that would tell us that's a good question. that... 
places. Let's see. Okay, well, the temple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the tabernacle, the presence was traveling with the people and leading the people. I, I, I can't think of it. I can't. It's not that it's not there. I no. do not have an encyclopedic knowledge of the scriptures. But holiness, it's not as though you build a space. I don't believe this is true, that you build a space specifically to make it holy. I think holiness comes upon a place. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think you can, you, you can't make it. Create holiness. Right, no. Holiness is absorbed and then built over a long period of time. I believe this. Now, uh, okay, so. Okay, before I will tell you, though, before I went to Amsterdam. Yep. If you we would have this conversation, I would have said that places can't be holy. What? That people really? can be holy and people can that but that physical spaces can't yes. be holy places. Yeah. So I would disagree. Yeah. And so now well, now I think I agree with you. Well, okay, so I, I saw a piece um at Pathios. I follow this website Pathios and it's a very interesting place. And and they have something today uh called Sacred Spaces, the one hundred most holy places on earth. Oh, all we right. We should post this on our Facebook. All right. And it, what you, it, it's what you would think. They are generally churches, synagogues, mosques. Okay. And they run the gamut all over the world. They find they assign this as holiness. And they go into deep descriptions of why they would consider this to be a holy place. And what are their descript are their descriptions because of what's what happened there? Both of the physical properties of the place itself and of what's happened over the years there as well. A hundred places around the world. No, I'm of the, I'm of the belief, as I said before, that there are holy places. How many holy places are there here in the city of Pittsburgh across Western Pennsylvania? Well, a holy, there are holy things that happen in the Seven Eleven, Right. Or in somebody's living room or in a hospital or in the grocery store, holy moments between people can you create holiness i don't know no no i think it has to be i think holiness has to be a result of the presence of god yes and perhaps a long obedience in the same direction by a person now we're not muslims we're not mormons we're not jews but the people of those faiths would also say, I know where holiness is. Yes? Yeah. So is holiness only of us who no, believe in Christ? Not, well, no. Well, then what does that mean? I don't know. I don't either. I just thought I'd bring it up. Where is a holy space, a holy place mm. in your life? We'd be curious about that. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. All right, when we come back, we're oh, going to... we're going to segue. No, no, well, no, I think it could be a, a second part of the same discussion. Okay. We're going to talk about demons. We're going to talk about the other side. Uh, what's holy and what isn't. What's next? Right home. 101.5 WORD. A positive relationship with your in-laws starts with you. On the next Focus on the Family, Dr. Gary Chapman offers ways to build and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse's parents and siblings. You'll hear the importance of healthy communication and how to use the art of negotiation. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. 
tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group. Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. So, demons... That's an even difficult word to wrap your head around. Yeah, because it makes you think of the Amityville Horror and... The Exorcist or something like that. Demons. Well, this is a really necessary conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's one that I go into with trepidation. With some trepidation, I agree. Now, before we do this, um, before we introduce our guest, we want you to know that we're going to open up the phone lines. After this is over. Um, after and, this initial conversation. Yeah, after this initial conversation is over. And we want to hear from you. So uh, just keep that in mind as you're listening to our guest, as you're listening to our conversation, knowing that we want your feedback and your stories as well. But I'm not interested. We're not interested in sensationalism. No, we do not want or sens- don't, you know Don't tell us some scary demon story. Right. But we'll, we'll, we'll cover that later right. on. Father Tom Soroka is back with us. Father Tom has been a regular guest of ours many over the years. He's a pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. And Tom, welcome back. Hi, guys. So good to be here with you. Tom, do you have a sense of trepidation talking about this sort of thing? I sure do. 
Um, first of all, it's it's nothing to be trifled with. Uh, I think that we can fall on one of two extremes. On the one hand, we can deny that uh, that there is a spiritual realm uh, in which there is a spiritual warfare going on. St. Paul talks about the 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 spirits of the air, right? So he speaks about the air being this place where uh, the demons and God's angels interact and and do battle. Um, so on the one hand, we can deny that that exists, and and as Christians, we we can't do that. On the other hand, I think that we have to see the entire gospel narrative as uh, Christ ultimately having the victory over sin and death, and that means the demons too, uh, that we are not helpless. Uh, However, uh, we have to remain in that middle where we recognize Christ's victory. We don't over-sensationalize. But can I tell you a quick story before we get started here? Yeah, please do. So, um, and I say this with a, a, a lot of sobriety, I've been a priest for 23 years, and before we baptize someone, we perform what we call in the Orthodox faith an exorcism. Now, don't think, like you said, the exorcist or Amityville horror. It is simply three prayers in which we exorcise the demons from someone. We cast them out. We uh, uh, tell them that they that this person no no longer belongs to them. We sign them with the sign of the cross. They bow down literally before Christ and proclaim him as king and God. And so I had one situation where there was an adult that we were baptizing um, several years ago. And during these exorcism prayers, and I'd done it hundreds of times, right? And without incident at all, very, in a way, perfunctory, Um, He started to uh, cough and heave, and he literally was on the ground. And I just figured, you know, he's having an emotional response. It's a very significant time in his life. And I said, are you okay? And he started sweating. He said, I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, sit down. So he sat there, and we finished the prayers, and he fell off the chair. And again, he started to sweat. And he screamed out. And I, I I honestly had no idea what was going on. I, it never occurred to me that anything was going on. Was it just you and him? Yep. It was just, just he and I in the church by ourselves. And and then when I, it, you say at a certain time, you say, you, you turn to the West and you say, do you, do you renounce Satan and all his angels and all his works and all his service and all his pride? And he said, I do. And then you ask them three times, do you renounce Satan and all his angels and all his works and all his service and all his pride? And you say, I do. And then you say, breathe and spit on him. And you spit three times toward the West, which is the, the place of the, the world, the demons. And then you turn them toward the East and you say, do you Unite yourself to Christ. Do you unite yourself to Christ? Do you unite yourself to Christ? And they say, I have united myself to Christ. You say, do you believe in him? I believe in him as king and God. And at that point, he became completely peaceful. All right. Now, move to two years later. He said, I had a dream because I thought I couldn't figure out why 
this happened to me. He said, I had a dream. And he said, a demon came to me and he said, I can't believe that you became a Christian. He said, you could have had everything. And he said, do you remember when I entered you? And he said, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's saying this in his dream. And he said, when your friend died, he was cremated. And his dying wish was that you would take the ashes and drink the ashes in a beer. And he said, that's when I entered you. And it occurred to me wow. after 20 years of doing this, that this is a real thing. And it's not to sensationalize. It's to say that as Christians, we cannot discount that the demons are constantly there to tempt us, to take us away. As believers of Christ, we no, no longer belong to the devil. We belong to Christ. So Satan has no power over us, but he can torment us through the demons. However, those who have not given their life to Christ, they can completely be inhabited by a demon or demons. I am 1,000%. I believe that. Tom Soroka is with us. He is uh, an Orthodox priest, and he pastors at St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, which is a congregation that I've visited several times and really have uh, a lot of affection for. And listening to what you said, the questions that you ask and the answers that the person who's about to be baptized responds with, those are very serious questions. And... um for people that might be of a more low church tradition, that sounds wow! Like you're, we're spitting. Like Is that really what, real? what, right? Well, I mean, think about it. It doesn't Saint Paul say, you know, when you make confession with your mouth, right? <laughs> you you speak with your lips. Why would you not first deny that you are no longer a child of the world? That you no longer belong to Satan. And right. in fact, you renounce him and you turn your life to Christ. So it's very important that, you know, and it's, it's kind of like um, the, the idea of where Christ says that unfortunately, you know, when a demon is swept out and uh, you know, it finds the house clean and tidy, he brings in seven more. So mm -hmm. it's not, simply that you must be free from demons it's that you have to give your life to christ yeah. and and so this this spiritual warfare is very important here's the reason why i i said i wanted to talk about this um in our church we have like a lectionary and we read uh, a certain gospel reading every sunday mm -hmm. and this gospel reading of the gathering demoniac comes up and it's really an amazing gospel reading because uh, this, these two men, right? Uh, at least that's the way Matthew tells it. Are they're chained? They're naked. They're living among the tombs. And um, the 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 in in Gadara or Garasa, uh, they know that okay, these guys, something's wrong with them. They're cutting themselves, and um, they are recognizing that Jesus is the Son of God. <laughs> You're right. He comes to them and he says, 
the, the demons say to this uh, Jesus, he says, what do you have to do with us, Jesus, uh, a son of the most high? And of course, Jesus casts these demons out and he casts them into the swine. And then the swine, he kind of tricks them. Yeah. The swine hurl themselves into the sea, into the abyss. This is a sign that there really are demons. You know, there was a time in the 1960s and 1970s in biblical scholarship, it was called the demythologizing of scriptures. And basically what it said is, look, all of these things are symbolic of something else. Um, when we hear about demons, you know, they were they were not very sophisticated people. It's how they understood mental illness. But sure. today we don't talk about demons anymore. We just talk about mental illness. Well, there are mental illnesses. There's no doubt about it. But there are also demons. And we need to know what they are, what their purpose is, and how uh, Christ has victory over them in us so that we can be aware of their uh, destructive influence in uh, creation. Hmm. So, Tom, are you saying then that demons are surrounding us, are walking among us, whether we see them or not? And they and, and do they if, they, if that's the case, have influence over us in some way? It's, it's a very good question. Let's, let's speak about the spiritual realm. What the fathers of the church tell us is that, like angels, right, demons are fallen angels. So angels are made of kind of a spiritual creation, right? They are a spiritual materiality. We can't see them. Uh, we can't touch them. We can't feel them. But they are very real. And that's the, that's the problem for us as humans is we think always that something isn't real if we can't see it. That's a very scientific way of, of seeing things. But angels are certainly real. We read about them in the Bible, and we read about demons in the Bible too. So if we, if we uh, explain away demons as just a mental illness, then what do we make of angels, which certainly are very real? So what we would say is, as Christians, we belong to Christ, we we have no demons living in us. We have no demons that are um, inhabiting us like, let's say, uh, someone who is worshiping the devil or worshiping the world or somehow uh, is is deeply influenced by the demonic. But we have to also understand that the victory that we have in Christ is not completely realized in our um, in our experience of this world, right? We have the victory in us. And St. Paul talks about even the whole creation is mm -hmm. groaning in travail. He talks about that in Romans. Well, we know that at the end of all things, uh, Christ will cast, it says in Revelation 20 and 21, Christ will cast all of the demons into the the lake of fire forever and ever and 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 satan will be completely chained after he is loosed for a while in this uh time of uh temptation in the world but the ultimate victory is not quite experienced yet 
where there is no sin, no evil, and no death. So what that means is, yes, demons can torment even Christians. They cannot inhabit them. They cannot control them. But they can influence you. What does James say? He says, resist the devil and he will flee Mm -hmm. from you. So that's all we need as believers in Christ. All we need to do is resist. We say, get away from me. This is what Jesus said when Peter, uh, you know, said, you don't have to go to the cross. He says, get behind me, Satan. Mm. Right. This is this is all we have to do if we truly believe in Christ, if we have given our life to him, if we have been baptized and changed in him, then we just resist the devil and he will flee from us. 800-320-8255. What do you think about that? Do you have an experience with demons? Uh, We don't want to hear from you if you're going to tell us a sensationalist story. Uh, We just want a a meeting of the minds so that we can hear truth and uh, recognize the reality of the spiritual world. So with all those caveats, give us a call. 800-320-8255. Father Tom Soroka is staying on the air with us. More conversation to come. It's the Thursday. No, it's not Thursday. It's the Wednesday edition. Wednesday edition. Of the Ride Home. Questions? Demons? 800-320-8255. Be back in a bit. The world is ever-changing. Fashion, automobiles, news, turn around and the world is always different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is, but... If you're thinking about embedding yourself in the eternal truth of God and you're a young, soon-to-be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College. It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, You need a guide. You need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you, and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find. I'm into that. So, if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, your son, your daughter, you yourself, where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College, the eternal truth of Christ. That is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College. Attention, your money is now controlled by the U.S. government. Picture a world where your every purchase is monitored, tracked, and controlled by those in power to suppress the freedoms of those they see fit. Hi, my name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. And right now, i become very focused on the impending rollout of the central bank digital currency. This is not a work of fiction. It's a terrifying reality looming on the horizon. But there is a bit of good news. I've partnered with Advantage Gold to offer you a solution. They are specialists in converting your traditional assets, like those inside an IRA or 401k, into tangible assets 
such as physical gold and silver. Don't allow your money to be controlled. Claim your free gold protection kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Call 800-900-8000. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 67. Mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots of the morning, followed by a couple of heavy afternoon thunderstorms. Those storms could bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts, the high 84. Partly sunny Friday and humid with a thunderstorm in spots of the afternoon. Friday will reach a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We find ourselves talking about demons today. Father Tom Soroka joins us, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. And so, Tom, thanks for staying with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, we are not the experts, Kath and I. Uh, You've had a much deeper uh, connection with this subject than uh, we can ever imagine. And so we'd we'd ask our, our listeners, if they are so inclined, to share some segment of this conversation. Have you been connected somehow? Um, affected, I guess probably is a mm-hmm. better word, by a demon in your life. We're not looking for sensationalism. I'm not looking for Amityville horror or the exorcist story, but I, I do want to suss this out. It's an important subject. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. All right. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. This is Elaine. Elaine, thanks for coming yes, on today. Hi. Hello. 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 Yeah, Elaine, tell us I'm your so story. I'm grateful to be able to speak to you. Great. Happy to have you on I, the show. I have um, a question that I've been asking my pastors and I've been asking the Lord. Do demons need a tongue of flesh in order to speak? Jesus um, even said, well, he spoke through a snake first in the garden. Mm-hmm. And Jesus even said to Peter, you do not know by what spirit you speak. Mm-hmm. And um, are you asking because you had an experience in particular, Elaine? No, because it's been so troubling to me. I know that demons are unseen and, and the Lord promises that all, all that is unseen will be revealed. Um, all right. Well, well, Elaine, hold on for just a sec. Uh, Tom, what do you think about that? It's a great question. So the first thing that we know is that demons do um, sort of somehow require or desire to interact with a body, Mm -hmm. right? And this can take place in a couple of ways. And we see this in the scriptures. By the way, we don't hear a lot about demons in the Old Testament, right? We hear a lot about it in the New Testament. So demons, we know either enter people or they enter animals or they enter what else idols idols or pictures and specifically like for instance in psalm uh 90 it says for the gods of the nations are demons and sometimes that's translated as the gods of the nations are idols so the way that idolatry actually works or worked there was a whole ritual in in this uh idolatry where the demon 
would, uh, through a series of um, rituals, would enter into this idol. And I think the same thing is true of at least people where, generally speaking, people are doing something to invite uh, a demon into them, right? Uh, there is something about the will that God uh, honors. And so we hear the story of Job, right, where Job uh, is is argued about by God and Satan, and, and Satan says, I want to, you know, tell uh, Job what to do. And he says, well, you can't touch him, right, but you can tempt him. Uh, in this particular case, we're talking about a demon coming into a body. So generally speaking, generally speaking, uh, demons want to inhabit something. They are not simply roaming the earth uh, aimlessly, but they're seeking to enter into something, especially, and this is what we we hear about in the scriptures, this idea of idolatry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that, Tom. And thank you, Elaine, for your phone call. 800-320-8255. Uh, let's go to Marianne on line two. Hey, Marianne. Thanks for joining Hi. us. Hello. Hi. Um, thank you. I went to a Renaissance Festival about 20 years ago, and I didn't really want to go, but we knew somebody that was selling rugs in the vendor section. So we went to support them. So we went and bought a rug, and then I looked at some of the vendors, and I thought I was going into a jewelry place. Mm -hmm. But when I got in there, there were a lot of crystals and everything, which I don't know anything about. But as soon as I walked in there, the hair on my arm stood up. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and walked out, and I said to my husband, we have to leave. And he said, why? And I said, there's evil in there. And he goes, oh, for heaven's sake. So I'm like, no, there's evil in there. I mean, I could feel it. It was the only time that's ever happened to me. Wow. So you weren't going yes. into that tent thinking, oh, there's something weird in there and I'm going to go see what it is. No, I thought it was, it, they had jewelry. So I thought it was just jewelry. But once I got in there, I had some jewelry, but they had all these, you know, crystals yeah, and sure. stuff. And, you know, I, I don't, didn't know that, but I mean, that can be black magic and everything, which I had no idea but as soon as I walked in, the hair on my arm just stood up, and I went, "Oh, geez, it, it was, it was creepy." Well, wow, that's yeah. interesting, Father Tom, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's uh, I. I'm glad that you felt that way because there is an intersection between the spiritual and the physical, right? We we find this in Christ Himself, where Christ is fully God and fully man. Now, I'm going to say something that may not be popular with all of our listeners, but I, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Christ comes to redeem all of man, not just his spirit, but his, his literal physical being and the physical creation. Again, we hear about this in Romans. So if that's true, we have to believe that things, that objects can be somehow... Um, uh, demonic or or a gateway into evil, uh, thinking of like Ouija boards and so forth. Mm -hmm. Of course, the devil wants us to believe, ah, this is nothing. It's just a Ouija board. It's just a crystal or whatever. But it's it's a it's an object that leads you into some darker reality. And the last thing that I want to say is, this is absolutely why. In your ancient churches, 
you have things like, and I, I please understand, I'm not criticizing people that don't have this, but there's a reason why you perform a blessing over something. When you perform a blessing over uh, a necklace or over a, a rug, like you said, or a picture or whatever, to in fact sanctify it, to make it what it was always meant to be, which is communion with God and not communion with demons. So that's why we even have, as Orthodox Christians, we have holy water. We don't have holy water because we believe in hocus pocus. We believe in, we have holy water because we want that water to be uh, sanctified, to be holy, to be communion with God. Sanctification is not just for people's minds. It is for the whole person and the whole creation. That's right out of Romans. I'm into that. All right. That's that's really interesting. Thank you, Marianne, for that phone call. We're talking uh, with Father Tom Soroka about prob- demons. Yeah, we should take a break. Take a quick break. Yeah, and All then right. come back so we'll have a longer segment. 800-320-8255, your experience with demons. Again, don't tell us some wacky story. We're not interested in, like, exclamation points. But we do want to hear truth. So if you want to be part of that conversation, we'd be eager to hear from you. 800-320-8255. WORD. What do I have to do to be saved? Well, it's a question our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, received frequently, and it's a question that we at Through the Bible still hear every day. Do you want to know the answer? Or maybe you have a friend who needs to hear the truth. Well, hop aboard the Bible bus as we journey through the book of Galatians together. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand with Israel tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519, 855-565-5519. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. 
Word FM presents the Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar. Enter now for your chance to win the perfect date night for two. August 18th, our grand prize couple will be swept away on our Gateway Clipper dinner cruise, followed by a romantic night stay at the mansions on 5th. Grand prize to be awarded August 11th, followed by three more weekly dinner for two giveaways during August. The Summer Love and Sweepstakes, sponsored by Bachman Roofing and Solar, creating lasting relationships with customers for over 50 years. Enter now at wordfm.com. We're spending a Wednesday afternoon talking about demons. Father Tom Soroka joins us, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church, McKees Rocks. Your phone calls, we've been uh, fielding through these, and uh, we're looking for some intersection in your life mm-hmm. as a means of iron sharpening iron. Yeah. And uh, let us go back and uh, speak with Diane. Diane, you're live on the air with the ride home. Uh, you have a question or comment? Uh, yes, I wanted to comment that whenever I was um, prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I had such joy. And the very next morning, I had not had a lot of training in this. I got up and I felt like an oppression. I know the devil cannot possess you if you're a Christian, but he can oppress you. And I was getting thoughts like, well, you should be joyful and you're not. That's not good. Why do you want to serve God? That's not good. And I mm. knew enough to know that that was not of the of the Lord. So I just said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, and he left me alone. Mm. I had that go on for like two weeks. And then I was at my pastor's house. There was a missionary talking about uh, the gift of tongues to get through customs, and that God would give him the language he needed to get through customs. So going home that night, the devil sort of started at me again because I had the joy and I knew it was an oppression. And I said, you know, devil, I'm young. I don't know a lot of scripture to tell you off. I'm going to learn it and tell you off like Jesus told you off. And at that, I broke into tongues and told the devil off and I never had that oppression again. So I know that it's real. He definitely, you know, he can't enter you, but he can give you bad thoughts that you have to rebuke and tell him to get behind you. Wow. That's a great story, Diane. Thank you for your story, Diane. Fabulous. Really appreciate Tom, that. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, Tom, you want to respond to that? Thank you, Diane. Um, you know, I would say I love that she brought up, you know, when the devil when the devil tempted Jesus, how did he rebuke him? He rebuked him through scripture, right? Uh in Matthew four. He every single time Jesus is tempted by Satan. He quotes scripture to him. So I think scripture especially is a wonderful way for us to bring ourselves back to rebuke uh, the devil. I would also say as an Orthodox Christian, uh, a very powerful thing is whether we say, you know, we are under the sign of the cross or we make the sign of the cross on ourselves. This is very powerful and and demons hate the cross and so we have to ensure that we are always under that cross under the protection of the cross so scripture and the cross absolutely i'm all i'm i'm all about it thanks 800-320-8255 what experience have you had with demons uh we've got father tom soroka from saint nicholas orthodox church with us uh let's go are we on line two yeah line four. Do, oh, line four groover hey groover Hi, guys. How you be? Good. good. How you be? Thanks for being with us. Miserable. But oh, listen. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I grew up with a guy that, in turn, we were like salt and pepper. And um, him and his wife had invited my fiance and I over for pizza and watch TV, what have you. And they had about it. The first one was maybe two or three years old. And he 
was having a tough time going to sleep. And he got up and he came out to join us. And that night on TV was a program, and you might relate to this, John. I think it was Karen Black, Trilogy of Terror. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it made my hair stand up on my arms, as the previous caller just said. And before this movie started, I turned to Thumb and I said, Thumb, I honestly think you ought to put your son down and let him go to bed. He said, why? I said, I don't think this is something you want him to be able to view. And he wouldn't listen to me. So obviously we sat there and watched it, and it was quite horrific. And the name of the game is that um, I believe that the demons in that house cause that child to grow up as a demon, and their next born, who wasn't that old, they brought him home from the hospital, and the wife was changing him on the dining room table, and she turned to grab whatever, pins or whatever, to do the diapers, and that child rolled off that table. Hit the floor, they rushed him to children's, he was there for three days, they brought him home and he died that night in his crib and the sad thing about it is that couple had nothing but demonic problems from that night and it could have been previous to that night but like I said I mean so you feel little... like Gruber you feel like that was from watching what was going on on TV yeah and and if you do your homework I mean if you even check Karen Black, she never really climbed that high up in the uh, Hollywood genre of acting. And I honestly believe, like the girl that played in The Exorcist, um, she went nowhere from, from The Exorcist. And she had a lot of demons that she had to deal with after that movie. Mm, that's good. Groover, thanks for this. So, Father Tom, what do you think yeah, about that? Can, can, can that? Could that happen from watching something on TV? What, what does Jesus say? The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Absolutely. Now, again, I mean, we're, we're not speaking about somebody that's putting their trust in Christ. On the other hand, you know, going right before we go to sleep, this is a very vulnerable time for us because we are sort of without our rational protection, right? Yeah. We're going to sleep. And this is why we it's especially important that we pray before we go to sleep, that we not watch weird things. I have to tell you guys, this is I've never told anybody this. It's weird sometimes when I pick up my phone, this happens more often than not before I go to sleep, which is why I'm trying not to do that before I go to sleep. But almost inevitably, a video comes up of a snake, and I hate snakes, and it, it gives me nightmares. But it's like I never see a video of a snake or a picture of a snake until I go to bed. It's just really weird. Wow. Anyway, hmm. Orthodox Christians have a prayer that they're supposed to say before they go to bed. And it's right from the Psalms. And it says, let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let those who hate him flee from before his face as smoke vanishes. So let them vanish as wax melts before the fire. So let sinners perish before the face of, of those who love God and sign themselves with the sign of the cross. And 
the the point being is that because you are going to sleep, you need that protection. You need to call out to your to the angels of God to protect you uh, because you're sort of defenseless. Yes. So you should be going to sleep praying with the scriptures on your mind, with the name of Christ on your mind, and not watching uh, demonic and evil things. Hello, my name is Zahar. I'm 14 years old. Originally from Aleppo, Rahaf and her family were forced to flee the destruction of the Syrian war, hiding in a cave for days at a time to avoid capture and death at the hands of terrorists. Eventually finding sanctuary in one of Lebanon's crowded refugee camps, Rahaf met Heart for Lebanon, who not only provided Rahaf a Christian education, they gave her hope. The hope found only in Christ, as Rahaf gave her life to Jesus. In the midst of a desperate situation, God is saving Muslim-cultured refugees and giving them hope through Heart for Lebanon. I thank Heart for Lebanon because he learned me about Jesus. Jesus changed me. I love Jesus so much. You can reach a child like Rahaf and her family today. Find out more at wordfm.com or invest now by calling 888-247-5499. That's 888-247-5499. Experts are saying the biggest economic implosion is coming. Where's your money right now? In real estate, the stock market, or heaven forbid, a bank? Those in the know are calling Swiss America, a leader in precious metals for over 40 years. Your financial advisor says metals don't earn interest. He'll never beat inflation without taking huge risks. And advisors hate precious metals because they can't make money off it. With your money safely stashed in precious metals, you can insulate yourself from the coming crash. To help get you started, Swiss America is offering beautiful U.S. silver walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just $13.50 each. Delivered. Limit 250 coins per customer while supplies last. To take advantage of this deal, call or text 800 630 1490 that silver walking liberty half dollars for just $13.50 each delivered to your door while supplies last. Help protect your assets today. Call or text 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice-cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons. So we can often charge you less than good old Johnny boy down the street. Doesn't Johnny know this is our street? We are United Faith Mortgage. Our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster. And because we're using our own money within our own walls, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. UnitedFaithMortgage.com United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Sadly, we are sadly out of time. Yeah, we want to thank all of you for calling in. We didn't have enough time to take all the callers we had. Phones are cranked. Obviously, this is uh, something that's hit a nerve for a lot of people. Father Tom, um, you've got maybe 30, uh, 40 seconds. Any clothing thoughts? Yeah, Ephesians 6, right? Um, 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There it is. That's all we have to do. We don't need to fear the devil or the demons. We just need to resist him. Christ has the victory. Mm. Very nice. Tom, we want to thank you for doing this, for being willing to take calls from our listeners and have such a, I mean, it's it's a theological conversation. It's also a personal one. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank you for being part of it. Thanks, as always. Love you guys. Love you, Tom. Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. I mean, that's yes. powerful. Yep. I rebuke you in Jesus' yep. name, one of the callers said, mm-hmm. right? As always, a great pleasure yeah. to be with you in this community, to lift up the name of Jesus in our lives. To celebrate National Pecan Pie Day together. <laughs> and everything else in between. Always a great pleasure. Have yourself a terrific night. Say your prayers, and uh, God willing, we'll see you tomorrow at the same time. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.